0: My name is Andranik Eskandarian, and you are listening to Team L.E. Talk. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Team L.E. Talk. I'm your host, Artef Tehari. Really glad that you can join us. It has been a little while since our last edition of Team L.E. Talk, but it's great to be back. And I must say that the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia was an amazing and epic experience. And joining me today for this edition of Team Ellie Talk is Maher Sharifi, a diehard Team Ellie fan who I had the privilege of meeting on that train ride going from St. Petersburg to Kazan. must say it was a long ride. Maher, like I said, from that train ride from St. Petersburg to Kazan, it was good times meeting you and all the other diehard Team Ellie fans. Welcome to Team LE Talk. It's great to have you on the show.
1: Okay, thank you. Yeah, just you, and me, Mahar Sharika. As you mentioned, so we met uh, from the train, which was going from Saint Petersburg to Kazan, which was mostly 24, I guess 23 hours. So that was kind of amazing trip together and met some other Iranian guys. So I'm ready to answer your questions.
0: All right, so we're getting things started now, and you know, Team Le, they put in a good performance at the FIFA World Cup in Russia. A one nothing victory over Morocco on a late goal coming in stoppage time, actually an own goal, then the next game in, against Spain and Kazan, a close one nothing loss, of course it was and, and it was heartbreaking also to have a goal disallowed. Uh, and naturally that was the right call from VAR. And then the last game, a one one draw in Saransk against Portugal. So Team LE put in a good performance, we know that much. And now, Maher, my question for you is, who was your most valuable player for Team LE at the 2018 World Cup?
1: Okay, if uh, I would like to mention, because all of the players played very good, but if I want to mention only one name, I can put Umid Ibrahimi, which was like, playing very good from top of his heart. So, I mean, I guess he was number one for me, the best Iranian player during that tournament.
0: Okay, and, you know, Omid Ibrahimi you know, I like the name you mentioned, defensive midfielder. He really did play very hard. He, you know, he, he put in so much effort. And, you know, w- which games was it do you feel like he was, like, at his best? Or do you feel like he had an all-around solid performance at all three matches?
1: Yeah, I guess, you know, as as I mentioned before, I guess uh, for three matches he was playing very good. I mean, versus Morocco, versus Spain, and versus... I cannot, you know, judge which match he was the best. But I guess in these all matches, I mean, he played, like, very, very good. I mean, the first match he got injured, so he had to leave the field. But second match, third match, also he was playing very good, especially third match when he was covering Ronaldo several times. So I guess, you know, all of the matches he played very good.
0: You know, and from all the time that you've watched Team L.E., were you a little surprised by how well Omid Ibrahimi played at the World Cup?
1: Yeah, definitely and I was surprised I was not thinking because you know first match because uh, he was not supposed to play lineup so then uh, after Said Azatollah then he was playing uh, you know instead of his place. So I was just thinking he can play only first match and second match third match he will not play but I mean I was like quite shocked when he played the second third match so what it means that his first match was like very good, so that's why Carlos Carrej was very happy with his performance, and that's why he used him for the second and third match as well.
0: You know, for me on my side, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quick to say that yes, I think Omid Ibrahimi was excellent in the World Cup. You know, recently I was even watching rewatching all the games as well, and yes, he he came up with some big stops on defenses. He came up with big stops on defense. Good job at distributing the ball. Again, yeah, for me, my MVP for Team Elite at the World Cup, you know, I chose Ali Reza Baron Vand. and you know, I, he came up with some big saves against Morocco. He was solid against Spain, and of course, we cannot forget his penalty save against Portugal when he stopped Cristiano Ronaldo.
1: Yeah I, mean, yeah, I mean, you are a 100% right also. I mean, the better man also, he did like very good during this tournament, especially as you mentioned, the penalties saved from the, one of the biggest story in the world. So, I mean, during the whole tournament also, he just put a lot of effort forward and he also saved many, many 100% goals from the Spain and Portugal and also from Morocco, which was like two, three actions during the first match, yeah. I agree with you in this point also, but you know, my personal idea, I mean, my personal opinion, I guess, Omid was number one So in this tournament.
0: And Maher, if you don't mind me asking, you know, is it possible that, um, you know, your support for Omid Ibrahimi also comes from being a diehard Esteglau supporter?
1: No, I mean definitely not because you know during the World Cup. So I mean when Iran plays all the time, we have to support Iran national team. I mean you know of course I'm big fan of Esteghlal, but I'm not this kind of person that because you know Omid was the best and Majid Hosseini was the best. No, no, I don't want to mention like all Esteghlal players are the best because I'm fan of Esteghlal. No, no, no. This thing is you know from the league uh, topic could be quite good, but I mean like if you are coming to the national team, especially during the World Cup, then we have to be all united. So that's why I'm I'm not saying because I'm the Israel fan I'm putting his name and also as I mentioned as you mentioned also Baderman also he did like very good like Wahid Amiri also his speed was also really amazing during this World Cup so you know I mean you know I'm not talking here because of Israel fan or Police fan or whatever fan no I'm just talking you know about the team and only national team during this tournament. All
0: right, of course you know I had to have a little bit of, had to have a little bit of fun there but yeah you're absolutely right I mean. And then you also mentioned Majid Hosseini. And, you know, one thing I could tell you about Majid Hosseini is that leading up to the World Cup, I was not comfortable when I heard that, you know, it was going to be him or Ruzbe Cheshmi playing at center back over Jalal Hosseini. I thought that bringing Jalal Hosseini because of his experience would have been the safer move. But but clearly, Carlos Queiroz proved his doubters once again that he made the right decision.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if I I want to mention, going back to the Carlos Cares, I mean, you know, because there are many topics behind him. I mean, one thing I can mention here which was I don't like it so much because uh Carlos Carriage is not accepting that also he does sometimes mistakes. So he thinks like his idea is the best. I mean the way he talks is the best. I mean he has to also accept other people's opinion. He also you know because one of his um, hands should be with the league and with the coaches from the league team. So I mean like he's against everyone. So if you are you can you are against everyone. So it cannot be work it doesn't go work like this. I mean he has also be with calm down of course, he did a good job during the World Cup, and many people are not uh, happy with his performance, and they also mentioned that uh, the performance, the success, if Iran could go to the second round. So this one, we could say Carlos Keroz was a good, successful coach, but, you know, there's, like, a lot of topics. So, I mean, in this point, he was also right, and as you know, it was, like, Gerard Hosseini and Voria Aghafouri. There are many players that why he didn't select that, why he selected that one, but, you know, those topics are all the time behind the national team, so, you know.
0: Yeah, you know we'll get to that. You know I like what I really yeah. like your response, and we're gonna get to you know these um, other th- thing, other negative things. You talk about how he doesn't really accept that he's made mistakes. You said he's gotta you know listen to the opinions of others as well. You know we'll get to that definitely pretty quickly as well. You know we talked sure. about who who was you know we talked about our MVPs, most valuable players for Team Le at the 2018 World Cup. Now you know let's switch gears. You know the exact opposite now, and my question for you is. Who was your most disappointing player for Team LE at the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia?
1: Yeah, this is also a very good question. Yes, if you are talking about the positive, also we can mention negative thing. And I guess most people could agree with my opinion. I guess Sardar Azmoun, this tournament, he didn't achieve that much as as uh, people or supporter were supposed to do it. So that's why... After this tournament, so he resigned and then he came back. So, kind of, you know, he also noticed that he didn't perform like as as expected. So, I guess I put him as a first person. Of course, it's not negative, but I mean, I guess he didn't show much what he could do during the this this tournament.
0: You know, and while we're still on the same topic of you know some of our you know players, we feel that didn't really perform that well. You know the next player I'm going to mention to you, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that would that will disagree with me or maybe say I'm going a little too far. But I'm not really pointing out this player as it, as my most disappointing. Because like you just said, yes, when, when looking back at the other games, uh, looking back at the three matches, yes, Sardar Azmoun was definitely not on top of his game. I did come in and defend him when the people on social media, excuse me, when the fans on social media were taking shots at him. I remember saying that, you know, when Iran's playing the long ball, he can't just, you know bring it down by himself and take on Sergio Ramos and Gerard Pique on his own. You know, he had some tough opponents to, to play against. And I feel like I I still stick by that. So I did that I did not pick him as my most disappointing player. But one player I want to mention now and when I'm saying this now, I'm not saying he's my most disappointing player, but in terms of finishing, I was definitely a little upset, a little a little bit disappointed. With Mehdi Tarami. You know he had that header opportunity against Spain. And of course no one's going to forget that opportunity at the end of the match against Portugal in Saransk.
1: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you and when you were talking and I was also coming to my mind that definitely you are going to mention Mehdi Tarimi. also Mehdi me. I mean, about the Sardar Osborn, I mean, as, as you mentioned, Akko, he didn't play very good, but I mean, at least in the long ball about the header and those things, he was quite successful, at least let's say first ball, yeah. so maybe further, he was not like so good, but I mean, like first ball, first header, he was like really successful and if you watch the match versus Portugal and when the Taremi missed the last chance, also the Sardar, did the first header, and then uh, and then ended, the ball was you know going in the middle, and then suddenly Ptolemy uh, took so I guess Ptolemy also he did like i don't know how to say, but I mean he's not a very good finisher i mean versus Spain that header I mean he could do much better a bit like you know to put it um, lower because he was like much taller than other player. And also, this last, last ball versus Portugal also, I mean, he could do it in a really um, different way to, to be successful in that match. Also, he did not do those finishings. So, I mean, also, I agree with you 100% that he was not a good finisher for, this, uh, for Iran in this tournament also.
0: And in your opinion, you know, unfortunately, with the way things went, Sadar Azmoun decided, decided to resign from the national team. And, you know, unfortunately, we heard that his mother's health worsened. But do you do you feel that Sardar Azmoun's retirement from Team LE is permanent, or do you think it's just temporary?
1: No, definitely it's uh, temporary. I mean, like, you know, when you are, like, um, losing the match and you have a lot of pressure, and then many people talk behind you. For sure, those information, we were also inside the stadium, so, you know, all many fans were... Shouting at him or like "Sardar, go out of the matter." And of course, he could hear those things. Yeah, definitely. That's why he decided to to resign. And don't know about the family, about the mama. This one also could be just excuse. But definitely, I guess he will come back. And then when they ask him second time, that "Will you willing to come back to the national team?" He mentioned. Okay, yes. I mean, he didn't say, like, uh, very strongly negative, no, that I will not come back, but I guess he will come back. But just as a temporary, so he just, you know, to make everything down and then he just said that he's resigned. But, of course, he has to be also strong, yeah, because, you know, people, we are, are playing for 85 million Iranian. Of course, you know, if you don't play good, then you should expect things from the fans, yeah. So, I guess he will come back. So, this 100% he will come back to the national team.
0: And that's definitely what I'm hoping for, too. But, you know, for now, obviously, I think it's one of those things where this is something that probably won't be talked about too much. You know, you know, we'd like to say that we know that phrase, you know, let the let the smoke clear a bit. And, you know, and going yeah. back to this, you know, like I said, like we're still on the topic naturally of the World Cup. You know, looking back at that second game, you know, I'm talking, of course, talking about the game that, you know, in Kazan. You know, Iran fell behind to Spain. And, you know, suddenly we did start seeing some more attacks from Iran. But you know, my question for you is: Is it wrong for Team Le fans to say that Iran should have been attacking the whole match? You know, I you know I heard a lot of these comments from more than one person when they say that you know that if Iran was attacking the whole match, that they would have beaten Spain. You know, what's your response to that?
1: Yeah, okay, you mentioned a very good uh, point and question. You know, because so we are all the time sitting. On the bench and watching the football and of course Carlos Kairos or any other coach know the best the team how the team should play. But I was also listening to some commentators, some I mean after the match some analysis and many people were saying that why Iran is not playing the whole match like this because after I mean the match versus uh, Spain first off, of course we didn't show anything and second half after the goal then this, we started attacking and our attacks were also very really dangerous. And this, and this is the point, this is the question that why we are not playing. So this, is, this, this can be two kinds. Like one point, can be maybe Iran is like really much weaker than, than Portugal, than Spain. And if Iran will play 19 minutes of attacking, then those teams are faster. They can shoot very fast goals. And then if we attack the whole match, we can lose other than 5-0, 4-0, It is one point. And second point is like Iran is very good in defense and we have very tall players. So let them attack, so let them get a bit more tired, and then we can after the last 15 minutes, last 20 minutes of the match, then we start attacking. So you know both points are right, but what I can say, and I mean many people watch football and then maybe not first match, but even um, not maybe sorry third match, but first match and second match if we really play boring because everyone knows Iran plays very boring during the World Cup. I have to say this, you I'm Iranian. And versus Morocco, yeah, I mean, like, all the time they were attacking. We were not doing anything because we do not like, I mean, like, even FIFA don't like these kind of teams to be present for the next World Cup, because we have to attack, we have to do, because you know, during the whole World Cup, we don't shoot even any goal. So, I mean, this time versus Portugal, we shot one goal. I mean, the last World Cup, zero goal. I mean, versus, I mean, 1998, okay, it's still shot goal. We won like 2-1. But I mean, we don't shoot goals goal during the World Cup. This is the point. Saudi Arabia shot goal, Tunisia shot goal, I don't know, Japan shot goal, South Korea shot goal. We don't shoot goals. I mean, this is, We are making, let's say, football unfair. So the way how we play, I I guess many people should agree with me. We do not play nice football. And I mean, it's not good to only defend and then attack last 15 minutes because we are not playing beautiful football. I have to say this thing.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm with you. I really am. And I really understand what you're saying. And, you know, a lot of Team LA fans have the same thing to say as well. Because, like you said, we look back at the goals. Yes, the first goal was a free kick. You know, we are fortunate that the Moroccan defender headed the ball in. Then against Portugal, we got a penalty. So right there, you're pointing out that there's two goals. Both goals for Iran were not against the run of play. And, you know, I really want to see I think, you know, I speak for many Team LA fans that, you know, in future World Cups, you know, of course, we are going to see a difference in the Asian Cup when we play against different opponents. But in future World Cups... We want to see Iran moving the ball, you know, making some nice plays, crossing the ball, having our players, you know, finish off those crosses, you know, whether it's by, you know, volleying the ball into the net or even heading the ball into the net, you know, that is what we really want to see. And, you know, I like your statement when you said that some people view Team LE as not playing, you know, like you just said, like it's like it's unfair football. But, you know, this is the way Team LE plays, and, you know, Carlos Quiroz, he you know, he designs his game plans based on what he has, not on what he thinks he has or what he wishes he has. And, you know, so like I said, we're going going back to some possible mistakes now. And look, you know, you, you mentioned that Carlos Quiroz lots of times is not very quick to, you know, agree that he makes mistakes. And, you know, this is something you don't really want in a head coach. You know, you don't really want a head coach who's just going to always say that, okay, everything I do is right. That's it. You know, don't question it. You know, don't even question it afterwards. And with that, you know, we know that phrase, you know, no, one, no one's perfect. But my question for you now is, did Carlos Carros make a big mistake in not giving more minutes to Saman Godus at the World Cup?
1: You know, I mean, uh, okay, uh, but Saman Kudus, I guess uh, he, I guess Samar Kudus is the kind of player. I mean, he can play only for, let's say, 20 to 25 minutes. And I don't think Saman Kudus is a player who can play the whole match. And, you know, for this point, I don't think I can agree with you. So, I mean, Carlos Keres uh, had a good... um, I mean, he decided quite good to put him in the last 20 minutes. I mean, because, you know, as, as you know, because Sardar Osmond, so, I mean, because he plays and he is one of the, you know, let's say, striker of Iran, and Taremi, at least, maybe he didn't do a good finishing, but at least he can play very fast and going forward. So, Khodus, so, because he was not many times in Iran, so he was not playing with Iranian for several weeks, for several months, so maybe he was not so used to it, how Iranian play. But I guess for 20 minutes to 25 minutes, he should play for this one and i don't think so he could be a good player for the whole match so i guess you know there should be like better player let's say at this taller player who can do header because iran famous is doing a lot of long balls so i don't think so he could manage to play for for the whole match i mean could be like more uh beneficial for for the iran national team i guess yeah, i mean we could not have a lot of benefit if he could play the whole match so you know
0: and you know my next question is you know i've heard other people say things like you know, Iran just came to defend or some, even going so far as to say that Iran did not come to play at the World Cup. And so did we not see, you know, a fluid attacking Team LA because of the teams that Iran was grouped with, you know, Morocco, Spain, and Portugal?
1: So, you know, I know what, if we want to say, because, you know, uh, if we are saying Carlos Queiroz is the coach, he knows better than everyone how Iran should play. But, okay, um, I'm having a question to Carlos Queiroz. If you analyse Portugal, if you analyse Spain, if you analyse Morocco, those three teams, of course, one is stronger, one is weaker, one is those teams. But all three matches we were defending. Let's say Spain and Portugal, okay, like they are stronger, they are I don't know, faster or whatever. But why then? If the level of Iranian football and the Morocco is almost the same, why also that might people like defending all the time? So this is the question. I mean, like Carlos Caro is you know trying to put the the team in middle depends on the match, but v three matches played only defending the match. So, I mean of course people we like very good. People are all around encouraging us and then saying well done to Iran because we are first of all we are very tall player and then at defense we are like very good. I mean like doing everything to not to not leave any goal. But why three matches we are playing the same method? I don't think so if Iran could play versus Colombia or you know, Poland or different countries, we could attack them. Also we had the same strategy for the whole matches.
0: Okay, I like the thing. I like. I'm interested in what you just touched on the last moment also. So you're even saying that you know had Iran been grouped with other countries, you know, and one example you mentioned even was Poland. So you even think that if Iran, of course, you know, hypothetically speaking, I know some people may say that this might even be a waste of time, but, but you know, we're saying that though. Hypothetical, but hypothetically speaking, so you're even saying that you know, if even if Iran was grouped with. You know, other teams, completely different. You know, even a team like Poland, you still would see Iran playing the same way, no change
1: exactly the same I will, I will I will not go for for anything i mean iran in asia they play different because in asia everyone is afraid of iran because of the iran big name and those things so iran plays very good but all the time during the world cup it doesn't matter which team whether african, europeans or south america all the time iran plays like like very very you know defensive so this is like kind of unfair for football so unfortunately
0: and we know we're pretty sure that Carlos Queiroz is planning on staying longer. Well, actually, when we say he's planning on staying longer, you know, we have to wait and see how things go. We know that you know the communica- the lines of communication with the Iranian Football Federation and whoever it is that's coaching for Team Ellie. We know sometimes there's a lot of things that don't really get taken care of in the normal logical way. But are you like are you the are you the kind of Team Ellie fan where? you would be okay with Iran eventually getting another coach and maybe trying out a different kind of system? Or do you feel that Team LE needs to stick with Carlos Quiroz, especially leading up to the Asian Cup?
1: Okay, you know, you you... Mention mentioned a good point. I mean, I don't know, because there are, if we start from the national team or from the federation, there are like many, many barriers, many, many mistakes in our federation, yeah? So if you are going, um, uh, as I said, Iran played very good in the World Cup and when I came back to Poland and many people were saying like very good for Iran, we are playing like very good matches from top of our heart, we are not leaving any balls, but we don't have any stars, but we played very good as a team. I don't want to say, to mention that Carlos courage was not good or... Uh, want to talk against him so i mean like if the federation of football or or football fans sit together and review Carlos Kairos let's say results you know when you go to his school after the nine months you will have the result so you know, those results from Carlos Kairos since the day he was in Iran till today i guess he's like more than five six years i mean last World Cup also he was last Asian Cup also he was and this World Cup like three big tournaments so, what, what we did on those three tournaments, the first in the World Cup, so we didn't do anything. Okay, let's take good match versus Argentina, and however, we lost that match. And last match versus um, Bosnia, we could really win that match, and we didn't go to the second round. Anyway, so we, we did not achieve that match. We came back to the Asian Cup, and also Carlos Carlos we lost versus, uh, I guess, versus uh, Iraq. Yeah, versus Iraq, we lost, and then we didn't go to the next round. I mean, only 116, I guess. And also this World Cup. So we gave enough time. And I guess the salary of Carlos Keresh is not really bad, according to the other coach during the World Cup, even comparing with many Arabic countries. I mean, his salary is very good. So the point is like this. If you check in one point, of his resolve during this, how many years in Iran, was really successful. Yeah, I mean, overall, everything, I don't think... So he was successful, so he mentioned that we can go to the next round this time we didn't go. He mentioned from the Asian Cup we can win at least it to be final match or or third, fourth place we didn't go that one. So those are big tournaments, yeah, so so this is the second question in my so first question, in my opinion, Carlos was a successful coach. For Iran national team, okay, at some point, yes. So he made it like one team, United. We didn't have many stars. The age of the national team is really lower. Okay, defense, we are very good. This is a good thing he did. But we didn't achieve good things in tournament. And second thing, if you go back to the federation, and as Carlos Cario said, what he mentioned, that he wanted to play friendly matches, he wanted to do do this tournament, he wanted to go from this time to this time to arrange a meeting, to arrange a football matches. So those things, I guess, also Federation of Iran also was not so in one line with Carlos' courage to uh, achieve what he wanted or to prepare or to agree what he wanted to have, let's say, friendly match or tournament or kind of vacation or whatever. So, I mean, from both sides, yeah, so now we have like Asian Cup and they just want to renew him his contract for the Asian Cup I don't think so it's the Colors Carriage it could be the biggest cause of this all issues and if we are going to change the Colors Carriage and everything it starts from beginning and then we have to rebuild everything you know, it's kind of a very, very tough um, question. Let's see what will happen this Asian Cup, which will be like fourth tournament for him, at least this time, if he can do something. At least he should show it in his, 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 I don't know, his uh, certificate on his, like, result that, okay, this time we did something that he can stay longer.
0: Yeah, I like the explanation. You know, you really touch on a lot of things here. And, and you know, the, the thing is, though, right now with Team LA fans, you know, coming out of a group that had Spain... Uh, Portugal, Morocco, to have four points, you know, yes, it was unfortunate that we're, that Iran was unable to get to the second round, you know, but, you know, you're going to have a lot of Team LA fans that are going to say things like, hey, you know, Carlos Quiroz has to stay, you know, Iran was able to get four points in a tough group, and yes, they did get four points in a tough group, but, you know, like you like you've been saying, you feel that Iran really didn't play, like, the best kind of football, and... And, you know, and I, I under, and I totally understand what you're saying in that, you know, but going back to the Asian Cup, you know, I feel like I definitely give Carlos Queiroz um, a pass and some slack for sure because in that 2015 Asian Cup against Iraq, you know, it was 3-3 lost on penalties, but uh, Mehrdad Puladi was given a ridiculous second yellow card which made Iran have to play with 10 men and we all know for sure that Iran is much better than Iraq.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you that yeah, that red card this Puladi. I mean, he did that. Let's say if he could do that a bit more clever way so we wouldn't get the uh, second yellow card. And also, Iran was all the time, you know, was leaving the goal and then tying with the goal. So like it was 3-2, then 3-3, three, three, then I don't know, 2-1, then 2-2. Two, two. I mean, we had that potential to win that match. Yeah, but finally we didn't win. So that's why I wanted to add something I forgot. I mean, the, okay, but the colors carriage was good or bad because sometimes, you know, about the referees, about those things. Also, they are like big hands on those matches. Let's say, as you mentioned, Asian Cup, if you couldn't get that red card, I mean, this college carries, you know, didn't tell the Puladi, come on, go and foul that person. But this is sometimes come from the player. So if you couldn't get that red card, maybe situation could be much more better for Iran. Even the last match versus Portugal, I mean, Cristiano is touching the player without the ball and is written from the wall that possible red card. Possible red card. How this one can be changed to the yellow card? The kind of penalty kicks, like war, showing either is a penalty or not a penalty. Offside, either is an offside or not an offside. Red card because they want to keep those sorts during the football during the tournament to bring more fans to the stadium. I mean, those in color Kurds have nothing to say when the referee is totally for their side. If Cristiano could get red card, the match could be different. If the first goal of um, Iran, which was not, uh, I mean, the first foul, which was like war, and the even referee didn't except to go to check the, the wall system. And, you know, those things, we cannot do anything. I mean, we cannot put all of the things happened during the match because of Carlos Kairos. But, I mean, there are some other things, barrier, the referees and those things, like mistakes of the referees or something also could have a big hand that we couldn't go to the next round. Yeah, so I guess you're agree with me in this point, at least.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, when, when you look back at that match, you know, you, you know, once again, you've pinpointed something else. And there's been many people... That said, Cristiano Ronaldo should have been red-carded, and, you know, I'm one of those Team LE fans that didn't get bothered, and, you know, that really did not get bothered over what happened, because inside my head, all I could say the entire time is, you know, they're not going to want to red-card Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, I just remember saying we're in Russia, I still remember how many people at the stadium were cheering so loudly for Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, these people weren't even Portuguese. I mean, they're Russian, Chinese, Japanese, you know, Korean from, you know, all parts of the globe there just to watch Cristiano Ronaldo. So, yeah, absolutely, there's no way they were going to red card him because they, they just couldn't bring themselves to do it. And I was not surprised by it at all. And I'm still not surprised by it.
1: Yeah, um, so I mean, this is the case yeah, because they want to keep the biggest stars like Messi, like him, a like different player, for the as long as possible. As you mentioned, to bring more people to the stadium, it doesn't matter. it Should be Portuguese, as you mentioned, there are many people from different countries. So you know, is everything is benefit for the for the FIFA? No one else is going to be benefit because otherwise the stadium will be quite empty. Then who will lose here? So the FIFA is going to lose. Yeah. So those thing also, this kind of let's say is, is 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 unfair, but but we cannot do anything right now. Yeah, but.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, in talking about, you know, FIFA and, you know, the shortcomings and their mistakes, well, that itself is just, you know, another podcast that we could have that would last probably about, you know, four or five hours. So, you know, who knows, maybe maybe we'll touch on that subject another time. Sure. Well, Maher, I just like to thank you for taking the time to join me on Team Elite Talk. It really was a pleasure to have you on the show. Is there anything else you'd like to add for all the Listeners of Team L.E. Talk.
1: You no, know, just thank, thank you for your time also. And I hope, you know, this uh, advises or this what happened during this thing could be everything for benefit for our national team that we can play better. It doesn't matter with which coach or with which player. Then we have to be united. And hopefully, which is the biggest tournament again after the World Cup is coming Asian Cup. I hope we can do their match better at least to the final match or can reach to the third and fourth place. I hope those things can happen. So. That's everything from my side, and thank you for your time.
0: Absolutely. Once again, a pleasure to have you. And, yes, I'm sure all of us are hoping to see an excellent performance for Iran at the 2019 Asian Cup that will be played in the United Arab Emirates. But, of course, we have we have to wait a bit. But we all know that time flies, so it'll be here before you know it. And thank you, everybody, for joining us on this edition of Team LA Talk. Once again, really do appreciate the support. Make sure you find us on social media. You know the handle, at Team LA Talk. We're on Facebook, instagram and on twitter and don't forget to check out our latest video on our youtube channel you could also find us on the world wide web you know the address teamleetalk.com thank you everybody for joining us i'm your host Art ahari we'll see you next time chodafis